This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. If turbulence had another name, it could well be Indigo Airlines. As the stock market opened this Monday morning, shares of Interglobe Aviation, the company which runs India's largest domestic airline Indigo, tanked 4.5% in early trade. Here's why. Exactly a week ago, the fierce boardroom battle and prolonged conflict between partners turned foes Rakesh Gangwal and Rahul Bhatia took yet another serious turn. Gangwal, co-founder and long-term shareholder in Indigo for over 15 years, announced his resignation from the airline's board and gradual dilution of his stake. His exit paves the way for Bhatia, also Indigo co-founder, taking complete control over the airline. But those closely following this saga say the battle is nowhere near closure. The latest development with Rakesh Gangwal writing saying he does not want to have access to any unpublished sensitive information related to the company because he intends to gradually reduce his stake in the company over the next five plus years. And hence he is tendering in his resignation from the board of directors. The timing is crucial. Competition has intensified so much more with the Tatas getting into the big picture with Air India, Rakesh Junjunwala's Akasa waiting to hit the sky soon and Jet Airways set to restart operations. The aviation sector is finally picking up after two Covid hit years and Indigo has been working on plans to expand its international network. So what's next for Indigo Airlines? Can it continue to dominate the low-cost space? And can it weather this shareholder storm? I'm Ratna Bhushan, it's February 25th and you're listening to Fights and Flights, the Indigo story on The Morning Brief. For this episode, I invited Sanjay Asher, aviation lawyer and senior partner at Crawford, Bailey & Company, and Tarun Shukla, aviation and defense editor at ET Prime, to take us behind the scenes of this latest chapter in the Indigo battle. Sanjay, you've been very closely associated with the aviation sector. Tell me, where do you see the shareholder conflict between the co-founders going now? I would say it's the beginning of the legal battle. A legal battle ordinarily would come to an end when all the parties would want to settle their disputes and then enter into some sort of a compromise or agreement and file consent terms before the arbitrators, tribunal or before the court. There is nothing of that sort. Merely because Mr. Gangwal resigning from the board of Indigo Airlines would not mean that that's an end of the battle. So, um, do you think that none of the issues that Gangwal had raised have been sorted yet? Not yet. Those issues have not been sorted. To my mind, surely he will fight the battle from outside of the boardroom. Interesting point, Sanjay. As you say, 
the battle now moves beyond the boardroom and there are no signs of truce even with Gangwal's exit. The relationship between the two co-founders first came under strain in 2019 when Gangwal wrote to the Prime Minister's office and market regulator SEBI accusing Bhatia of indulging in questionable related party transactions. Bhatia too wrote to SEBI countering Gangwal's allegations. There is a rift between the two promoters, the two men that founded uh, Indigo Airlines in 2004, which is an investment of 350 crore rupees, India's most successful airline. Uh, a rift that we are actually seeing between the two promoters, that is the NRI businessman Rakesh Gangwal and uh, Rahul Bhatia, who of course lives in the national capital region. Now, interestingly, they both own about 37 to 38% each in the airline. But the rift seems to be over executive control. Tarun, bringing you in here, you've written about some of the biggest developments in the sector. Why did Kangwal exit the board now? And what does this mean for Indigo? For people who have followed Mr. Gangwal and Mr. Bhadia closely, I mean, I think it was a great relationship between the promoters and sort of a very visionary sort of thought process for the airline and for aviation and what they wanted Indigo to be. And it, the bonding was so great that when it, it it ruptured, it ruptured so badly that it was like it was like a sort of a, a marriage gone bad, and and nobody wants to see each other's face. Um, so, we, if we go back to when things started becoming public, was when Mr. Gangwal actually wrote to the SEBI, SEBI, and other officials saying that the airline is not running well. Mr. Bhatia is forcing his. Um, uh, related party transactions on this company and 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 he would like an investigation into it and he even created a website to make his point things didn't go anywhere after that and 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 if somebody would have thought that things would become better it actually became worse they went to london for arbitration and finally after a two year kind of a battle we have seen the outcome of the arbitration wherein um mr gangwal actually won because he is now allowed to sell the shares he has in the company to anybody he wants to sort of uh, negating an earlier clause which was there in the agreement that if somebody each one of them wants to sell the shares the first right will be with the other promoter so you know that's out of the way and um, so it's like for mr gangwal i suspect the sense when he when he's saying i'm exiting the board is or oh, like okay i uh, built up the sale line with a lot of hard work and uh, here i am um, nobody in the decision making i might as well exit the airline completely i don't want to have anything to do with it anymore right so you did see this coming right like you're saying there were indications that this would happen yes it was you expected that something will happen on these lines but you didn't expect and i'm sure even mr bhatia would be would have been taken by surprise because his decision to completely exit the board and sell uh, almost all his stake sort of surprising even for mr bhatia okay uh, so tarun tell me why do you think bhatia was taken on as md indigo has never had an md and bhatia has always been a hands off founder also indigo already has a ceo so um, so with a simple structure does it need a ceo and an md yeah so i think uh, again i think it goes down to some extent to say that this is my airline now and i'm going to run it the way i want to 
if you look at just from a bird's eye view, because it, uh, let's not forget, it has been an extremely bitter battle, right? Where Mr. Gangwal was uh, publicly putting out information that perhaps Mr. Bhatia would not have liked, right? In the sense that if even if there were some related party transactions, he would perhaps thought that it would be discussed internally and cleared out and not go to the level of calling the airline run through him a pan ki dukan, right? It must have been very derogatory for him. And we have to understand both the personalities. Both of them are extremely private people and uh, very reclusive. They hardly meet or talk and make public appearances. So it, it must have been rather painful for Mr. Bhatia because of all these things coming out and for Mr. Gangwal because he must have been pained that uh, he was probably the de facto CEO of the airline for all these years and he has been uh, relegated to a nobody because Bhatia took over the control of the board, brought in his own people. And uh, so I think uh, it would have been a very tense kind of a situation between the promoters. And uh, once Mr. Bhatia said that he has he wants to be the managing director, it may not have also gone down well with Mr. Gangwal, who perhaps had already decided that he wants to exit long back. Gangwal's resignation letter itself is telling. It says, and I quote, Sometime in the future, I shall consider participating again as a board member. So what are the chances of him returning to the Indigo board? So, as you know, an individual can be elected or removed from the board by a simple resolution of the shareholders. Now, as long as he can muster more than uh, 50% of the votes at a general body meeting or by a postal ballot by the shareholders who are participating and voting, he would be able to get elected on the board. To answer your question that yes, surely he can come on the board. He is not closed down his options and most certainly he can come on the board as long as he has majority votes with him. Very significant point there Sanjay. Kangwal has not closed his options. His resignation comes just two weeks after Bhatia took charge as managing director. Tarun, could that have been the final trigger? Yeah, it could have been. But like um, I was mentioning earlier, I think Mr. Gangwal had already made up, he had already made up his mind that he wants to move on from Indigo and he wants to have nothing to do with it because from being the de facto CEO of the airline, he was relegated to a nobody, right? Literally, I mean, though he used to, and he's even in the last few meetings, he does make, presents uh, his thought process and things like that. But he, he, he's, he could sense that he was, his views and directions don't really matter a lot. And so perhaps when the Mr. Bhatia's designation, the new designation was announced, he may not have taken kindly do that as well. But I think it was already cast in stone much before that, I think. About a month back, Gangwal and Bhatia had called an EGM to scrap a clause in the company's Articles of Association, which gives the owners the right of first refusal over the acquisition of each other's shares. This would allow either side to sell or transfer shares to a third party without giving each other a notice. 
Sanjay, uh, Gangwal has also flagged unusual rights that, that we're giving to Bhatia for control over the board and he claims several governance failures. Now, while Bhatia has denied all these allegations, where do you see this playing out? See, it's very easy to allege any governance failures. Somebody has to deep dive and there are multiple checks and balances. You have independent directors, you have the internal auditors, you have the statutory auditors, you have the SEBI LODR regulations, you have the stock exchanges. All of them very closely monitor as to whether there are governance failures. So the point which I'm trying to make is that very easy to just make a wild allegation that there are governance issues. But those have to be supported by evidence. Those have to be supported by concrete facts. So Tarun, tell us, what is the possibility of a new investor coming in? There have some, some names which have been thrown about, like Qatar Airways Group Chief Akbar Al-Bakr has said for many years that he wants to invest in Indigo whenever, I quote, a good friend needs him. So do you see that happening now? Right. So, you know, we have to go back and understand where does Mr. Al-Bakr come from. He studied for most of his uh, life in India, in Bombay. He has uh, very good connections with the uh, Indian politicians and Indian officials. Just that we don't know whether Mr. Gangwal would like to sell his shares to Mr. Al-Bakr and Mr. Bakr will uh, buy it because I think we will have to see how it plays from here because uh, Mr. Gangwal so far has said that he's going to sell his shares uh, in tranches uh, starting towards the end of the year. But Indigo as an airline obviously uh, is a great story and would get great investor interest. Important point, Tarun. Indigo remains a great story for investors despite the tussle. Sanjay, tell me, are there any legal hurdles for a new investor coming in? Yes, as a shareholder, if the new investor is coming, then it could be through the transfer of shares from one of the existing shareholders. In which event, um, as I recollect, there are some right of first refusals between the two shareholders in, uh, and which will have to be uh, complied with. If the investor is buying secondary shares, he can buy it from the market or you can buy it from the existing shareholder. So one needs to see as to whether the right of first offer or the right of first refusal are complied with. Now, if it is a primary investment which the investor is making, then under the Companies Act, one will have to take the approval of the shareholders, which is a three-fourths majority approval at the shareholders meeting under 62.1c of the Companies Act. So to answer your question, yes, there would be technical or legal hurdles as far as the new investor coming in, one will have to examine the shareholders agreement or contractual arrangement between the two shareholders. And two, in case it is primary, in which event uh, approval of the shareholders will be necessary, which will be three-fourths majority. As the arbitration plays out, new investors and the absence of Gangwal will be critical in shaping the way things progress. Tarun, what are the key risks that Indigo is facing now, despite being profitable? So, so I think uh, the overhang of the fight between the two, the arbitration, which way it will go, things like that, that has all come to an end. The battle now will be on, uh, on, on, on the future of the airline. Like, for example, 
two parts to it actually. One, who are the investors who will come into this airline when Mr. Gangwal sells his stake? And the second battle will be really in the board. Mr. Gangwal was a devil's advocate and he was like the sort of the Hawkeye who could see things much ahead of what others would. Whether there will be anybody who will question as he could, we don't know. And I think that is where the problem will be because uh, having a very uh, a very sort of comfortable board and members who don't sort of have a different opinion or a different thought process backed with sound logic. If you don't have that, that could obviously create problems in the long term for the airline. But let's not forget Jet Airways. Nobody saw Jet Airways would shut down. It was an airline which ran for 25 years. Even though airline was, even though Jet Airways made losses and Indigo is profitable with a lot of cash balance. But, you know, I mean, they already burned some $2 billion, almost $2 billion in the last two years of the pandemic itself. So it's going to be interesting as ahead. So can Indigo continue to dominate the low-cost airline market? Indigo will dominate for the foreseeable future because they have a, a fantastic lineup of planes which are coming in and going out. We will see a complete free renewal happening towards the end of this year and next year where the, all the new engine options, the new planes of Airbus will start to come in. And on top of that, we will see competition and which will obviously pressurize Indigo. So if, for example, Tata's decide that they want to have a much bigger share of the Indian domestic market besides the international market, then we will see Indigo's market share, which has been consistently sort of growing and is now at around 55% to start shrinking a little bit and others as others push in. So for example, we will have Rakesh Unjanwaras and try to sort of take market share from, from Indigo. And similarly, we will have Air India, Vistara and AirAsia, which will also try to sort of claw back some of that market uh, share. As of now, the Gangwal and Bhatia groups hold almost equal stake in the company. The remaining 25-odd percent is held by public shareholders, including global investors and funds. The next few months will be crucial for Indigo and the future of the airline will be decided on how well Bhatia steers the company amid Gangwal's exit. It will also be interesting to see which investors will bring in the money and how competition will play out. We reached out to Indigo Airlines for comments, but they declined participation in this episode. I'm Ratna Bhushan and you've been listening to Fights and Flights, the Indigo story on The Morning Brief. This episode was produced by Bhavya Dilip Kumar of The Economic Times and Saundarya Jayachandran from Awaz. Sound editor Swati Joshi from Awaz. Executive producer Arijit Barman from The Economic Times. We are signing off and hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. Do send in your feedback to themorningbrief at timesgroup.com and do share the episode on your social media networks. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead. All external sound clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits are mentioned in the description box.